0: This is Eric from Hello Fiasco, and you're listening to Stuart Pink on Phoenix FM.
1: Yes, it is. It's Phoenix FM Drive, and I'm very excited to say, join me on the show all the way from the other side of the world, waking up super early to be with us, is Eric from Hello Fiasco. Hello.
0: Hello. Thanks for having us on the show, Stuart.
1: My absolute pleasure. Thanks for Zooming in. Um, where, where exactly are you Zooming in from? Can you describe the... Precise location for us.
0: Yeah, well, if you you want the surroundings, I'm uh, sitting in the middle of mountains on the edge of a town uh, that's called Helena, Montana.
1: Oh, Um, nice.
0: Yeah, 50,000 population, a little small community. That's where I live now, and the other guys are in Canada.
1: Lovely stuff. Um, More precise than that. This looks like a nice room with wardrobes. Um Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I got fancy for you.
1: (laughs) Excellent. Love it. Thanks for coming in and joining us. Uh, you're from a band called Hello Fiasco, which I love the title of that. Uh, the, the name of the band sounds awesome. Um, tell us a bit about the band. I think you're, you're a five-piece band. Is that right?
0: Yeah, five-piece band. You bet. So myself, I'm a singer and rhythm guitarist. And then we have Joel Couture, who's a bass player. Extraordinary. He's pretty awesome. Played with a lot of Canadian bands over the years. And uh, Joel Perot's our lead guitarist. Amazing stylings. He does banjo, guitar, uh, dobro, the whole deal. And he's a great singer as well. And then we have Ivan Burke on the drums um, and percussion, also a singer. And then Guy Abraham fills out the role. He's kind of a jack of all trades. He plays keyboards, piano. He used to be the lead vocalist in three other Canadian bands. And now he's joined us as our main backing vocalist and runs our Ableton. So does all kinds of stuff. That's our, uh, that's our lineup.
1: Nice. It's always good to have someone in the band who does a little bit of everything so you can Absolutely. go hey we need a triangle you're on that
0: <laughs> sometimes he does the tambourine he does it all
1: <laughs> oh nice a lot of you sing as well uh lots of vocals so is there ever any uh any competition
0: oh there's always some fun and games there but no there's no competition <laughs> uh we all know you know our part all will play our part and all their voices fill my voice and make my voice stronger so we're a team.
1: Nice i like it i like it so you provide vocals and obviously rhythm guitar um is that always been your your kind of musical instruments of choice what what was yours or sort of gravitate to
0: well i started with guitar uh, i i remember the day well i was uh in grade six i remember i don't know what they say in the uk but grade six in canada yeah and i remember um they brought in a teacher to to show us some classical guitar and say, hey, do you guys want to, are you excited about being enrolled in classical guitar next year? And a a guy came in and he played Stairway to Heaven by Zeppelin, and it was mind-blowing. I'll never, never forget that day. Front to back, didn't sing, but made it super special and classical. And I was hooked from that day. And then I played guitar for a couple of years, and then I ended up uh, starting to sing uh, terribly for several years without (laughs) lessons. Then I started to train as I got a little bit older and more serious. And so now I'm a singer and guitarist.
1: Excellent. Can you remember one of the first things you played on guitar? What, what do you learn on over there?
0: Yeah, uh, I do actually. Um, th- they were all Beatles songs. Um, we had a guitar teacher who loved the Beatles. Oh, wow. Yeah, so Eight Days a Week, believe it or not, was the first riff that I actually learned. It, even oh. There was no real riff in that song, but yeah, that's what I started with. Fantastic song. So
1: Cool. Well, I I feel I was so much more rock and roll than that. We started on... Um, Metallica's uh nothing else matters. It was, oh, it's a great one too. Literally no frets, so it's dead easy. But um yeah <laughs> <laughs> only all sorts The Simplest simple.
0: arpeggio on earth is what they call it.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Marvelous. So you mentioned growing up in Canada, uh the whole band uh, are you all Canadian or uh, I think you you mentioned being in Montana? You right, sure. I was
0: I was born in Winnipeg, Manitoba, which is the dead center of Canada, a few feet away from the dead center and uh, on the prairies and um And then some years later, I ended up moving to the U.S. And so I have both citizenships. I live both Canada and the U.S. part of the year, but mostly in the U.S.
1: Nice. Slowly conquering the world there. Love it. Um, So what was it like being in a band in that way? Do you uh, kind of do a lot of things on the Internet or do you just spend your time traveling to and from?
0: Well, we do do most things um, together, like in terms of playing and recording, obviously, and all that. However, during COVID, it got a little bit crazy for the last few years.
1: I bet, yeah. Because for the
0: people in the UK that don't know, the border restrictions between Canada and the US were not only diverse, but they were crazy. And so even though I'm a Canadian citizen, it was almost impossible for me to cross for a couple of years. And we ended up having to record the last song of this album, which is called Before Time Leaves You, um, in two different countries. So the guy used our normal producer, John Paul Peters, that we've always recorded with. And then I used another producer named Lenny Ackert from Sea Lank Sound in Helena, Montana. And we did record that song by email, which is unbelievable. It turned out the way it did. But, um, you know, we, we had to rise to the occasion. But normally we end up playing together all the time. And sometimes I have to send demos from uh, the U.S. to Canada for the guys to pre-learn stuff before we get in the studio together.
1: I was going to ask you that. So you sort of like when you're writing stuff, what's that like working in two separate locations?
0: Lots of voice memos terrible yeah. iphone voice memos that they get late at <laughs> night at one one in the morning yeah um i'll send them a voice memo and say hey this is an idea what do you think and uh and then we can start working on stuff that way
1: nice nice must be a relief to actually get there in person though after all that yeah, timing absolutely. during covid be in the same sure. so what made you want to make music um at this obviously you as a child learning guitar and stuff um what was the kind of trigger for you to to go into this I
0: think think that for me uh, even though I was learning classical guitar then I was learning electric guitar then I went back to acoustic then I went back to classical and I've always had a collection of guitars but I think the turning point was um, listening to Brian Adams believe it or not and um, and Billy Idol when I was super super young and hearing artists like that and Bruce Springsteen and I remember those kind of people that wrote songs start to finish with either themselves or their guitarist and and yeah. sometimes obviously they're banned, but, you know, principal of songwriters also on the acoustic side, Jim Crochet, Simon and Garfunkel, um, oh, again, nice. you know, Beatles. So all these people that wrote songs that had staying power and the power to keep going on. I dreamed about being able to write songs. I remember hearing Kathy's song by Simon and Garfunkel that was written before I was born. And I remember <laughs> hearing it and thinking, God, I'd love to be able to play that Paul Simon guitar and then, and then write a song like that, a poem like that. And so Um, You know, years later, that happened for me. And I I actually didn't sometimes believe that day would come, but uh, that's where we're at now. And now I work with a team of songwriters, and it makes it that much more special that all five of us have input. Plus, we have a producer that we work with that songwrites, who's amazing, good friend of ours, uh, John Paul Peters. And um, so the thing that I started out on myself became even more special with this band, Hello Fiasco. It's amazing for us.
1: Nice. I get that. It's the ultimate goal, isn't it, to write a song that that stays in people's hearts and minds um long after uh, you're absolutely.
0: gone yeah the legacy right that's what we all want
1: beautiful um uh, so you're here today to introduce your storming debut album um but i understand you've been working on music together as a band long before you started working on this particular album you've got a few tracks in the tank
0: yeah you bet so we um The three of the guys that are in Hello Fiasco were uh, in a band called the Mailman's Children together, including me, obviously. So Jojo and myself, Eric, we were all in the Mailman's Children. And at the tail end of that, Ivan Burke started playing drums for us because of issues we had going on in our previous band. And that was kind of the turning point where we decided to start Hello Fiasco. Um, And then when we we got in the studio, we had a whole bunch of songs to record uh, from over a few years before. Plus, I was writing a lot of new material. And we kind of shifted and took a different standpoint on music. We wanted to start writing more for the the listener than ourselves. We had always written more on the progressive side of things, more on the long side song, long song side of things. And so we decided to cut nine minute songs, yeah, nine minute songs, the whole deal. (laughs) So we decided to cut things down, do less of the instrumentals, uh, start writing lyrics that rhymed more. And we started pulling our music. Uh, One of the countries was actually the UK. So we pulled our music in six different countries. And we had a collection of 23 songs that we worked on over four years before we started Hello Fiasco. Like in other words, we publicly announced ourselves in 2021. And uh, and then we cut 12 songs, which became the album that people see now, which is called Find the Shoreline. And so we, we really wanted to take a running start at it. And one of the things we did is we added a player that really filled us out, which is Guy Abraham, because we knew that we needed more uh vocal more piano more synths more keys everything and that that was one of the things that um kind of popified our music a bit more and 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 brought us into pop rock as well which is what we wanted to shoot for we wanted to have more a little bit of that muse sound a little bit of the killers yeah um, and bands that we admire you know what i mean so we um in 2021 we decided all right it's time and we released our first record um that's that's doing well now it's great we're having fun
1: excellent so the debut album find the shoreline is a great title uh, as you mentioned it's it sounds brilliant there's so much great production in it you mentioned that bringing in another guy to give you more uh kind of everything to it really i feel you listen absolutely. to it absolutely 100 wish you in the killers vibe absolutely love that um where did the title find the shoreline come from what inspired that
0: well we as a, as a band as you know we took some time to record this we it's not like we got together and got in the studio and put an album together on the fly. We spent a few years on it. And so during that time, there were a lot of trials and tribulations between the five of us for our producer, Um, the contacts we were working with, um, you know, trying not just to get things better, but just trying to keep things together. And uh, (laughs) we didn't know for sure what it'd be. We didn't have our name. We didn't have our marketing, nothing. And uh, so we were all all kind of out out at sea for a while and lost. And a lot of the songs on the record, uh, I write the foundation of the songs, and then the guys all contribute a ton to them, as well as J.P. Peters, our producer. And so when writing the album, a lot of the songs meant a lot to me uh, personally, but then they tied into the guys' lives because of how I try to write the songs around what's going on in all of our lives. And so we're all lost at sea. That's what the album's about. And we're all kind of just trying to find our way, like you see in the songs, and the songs always have a struggle. But then they always have a glimpse of hope and some kind of success within them because there's always hope, which is one of our uh, belief systems as a band. You can always you can always succeed. You can always get on that bigger stage. You can always get published and do different things. And so um, you know, it's a, it's a thing of relatability for people. We all can relate to that one thing of being lost and trying to find the shoreline. And some of us do, and some of us don't. And that's the challenge yeah. of life, right? That's that's where it comes from.
1: Absolutely, 100% relatable stuff. And I love the notion that even though most of the band live in the center of Canada, which is a very long way from any shoreline, you still feel nice the sea. Yeah,
0: well, we have a lot of lakes around us in Manitoba, and I also lived in Minnesota for quite a while on the US side, which is land of lakes. You know, 10,000 lakes is their moniker. But yeah, um, so, yeah, we get that. We kind of laughed about it too. We should have said Lost in the Prairies or something, <laughs> you know.
1: I love it because we're all lost to sea. No where geographically absolutely, oh, still trying to find the short
0: in our minds in our minds water in our minds
1: <laughs> brilliant so before we chat more about the album uh, let's have a listen to the debut single hold me close what could you tell us about this one
0: yeah we wrote this a, a few years before covid but covid changed everything because the song is about a it's about a couple that's always trapped inside and um, I think we've all kind of been there, either in our friendships or relationships, where we wanted to be rekindled. We want to get back to the start. And so Hold Me Close is about that. But when COVID came along, it made a lot more sense to all of us, I think, because there was strain on our relationships by being locked inside together or being locked away from people and wanting to get back to the start where we could all be free and outside and enjoy our lives and do new things, whether it was going to movie theater, which was impossible during the head of COVID, as we know. Yeah. whatever it is and so uh, that's why we made the video around that and then we'll release the single we have a feeling that people felt that was pretty relatable and true um so now the the track's over three quarters of a million streams and the video's over a quarter million views so we're pretty excited about uh, the fact that the song went over well and we got lucky with covid there i think <laughs>
1: <laughs> it did it did inspire a lot didn't it this is it the inspired
0: thing. something for sure
1: <laughs> excellent we'll give it a spin now do you want to introduce it um, and we'll play it
0: All right, this is Hello Fiasco with their debut single, Hold Me Close, on Phoenix FM.
1: It's a podcast edit with just the chat, but if you want to hear the music and that, go online and check it out. It's a cracking track, there ain't no doubt, but the podcast gods, the silly fools, will shut us down for breaking rules. So if you want to hear this awesome song, go to phoenixfm.com. Before you go and dig that sound, we'll continue our chat, so stick around. Hold Me Close, the debut single from Hello Fiasco. Still with me from the band is Eric. Dude, what a song.
0: Thank you so much.
1: I absolutely love it. The album, as you mentioned, is filled with great stuff and just brilliant. Um, You mentioned it sounded a little bit of a Killers sort of vibe. Um, While I was doing my research, I saw you guys have been compared to all sorts of incredible bands like Panic at the Disco, Fall Out Boy, Franz Ferdinand, even Bowie. Uh, obviously you have your own sound you're doing your own thing but it must be really cool to be compared to some of these names
0: you bet it's a a big honour for us Um, we won't hide the fact that back in the day we were playing different kind of music before Hello Fiasco all of us individually Um, and we wanted to move more towards pop rock and get on bigger stages and have a bigger sound and a sound that was more exciting to people and relatable and maybe they could stomp their feet or dance to it once in a while yeah, and so being compared to these people is a really big honor for us. And we're we're nothing but excited about that.
1: Awesome. So, what sort of gravitated you all together in that way? All been in different bands and doing different stuff. Um, how did you all? Did you all meet? Was there a um, a, a Tinder for bands?
0: Well, we we uh, <laughs> we're all we're all from the same community. That's how we that's how we all know each other and how we all met. And uh, originally. If you look at it the simplest way we're all from the french quarter of uh, which is called saint boniface in in, uh, winnipeg manitoba and so that that french quarter has a massive uh, amount of musicians coming out of it at all times and so we all kind of grown up grow up knowing each other Um, Mm -hmm, even though we might be in different schools and stuff we all play on the scene together we go to the same jazz club we end up going to the same french festival and so forth and so that's how we all met each other knew each other we'd all seen each other play And when we were, when Joe and I, who run the band together, um, Joe Couture, our bassist, we wanted to make sure that we kind of made a mini super group. I'm not assuming we're that good or anything, but uh, (laughs) people that had had been on the scene for a while and know their stuff and can tour and can play and can perform and can write and can execute in the studio. And so that's how we assembled our little army of uh, Hello Fiasco. (laughs)
1: Amazing. Uh, so you mentioned uh, that you're all having played in the same kind of area there and, and sort of been in that music scene. Is there anywhere you haven't played yet live as a band that you would absolutely love to go? And well, the upon? reason
0: the reason I'm on the phone with you right now is because that's the UK. Ah, okay. <laughs> the, yeah. The UK, the UK is a big one for me and uh, obviously for, for us and the guys, it's France. In other words, we really want to get into Europe. A few of us have toured Europe extensively over the years, but with hello fiasco we haven't yet so we're playing in canada right now this year and then u.s next year and we're really hoping to get over to the uk soon and uh to europe so that's kind of our next
1: uh target area excellent we'll see if we can make it happen we'll have a with the guys at see what, yeah yeah cool <laughs> yes yeah. so the album's out now um, absolutely awesome! Find the shoreline um, on your own record label, The Mailman's Children. You mentioned that was the name of uh, your label, your band. Um, fantastic! Yeah, it's name. kind of
0: kind of confusing, isn't it? Huh? It's uh, <laughs> it's, it's both our old band. And it's our indie label that we created for Hello Fiasco, um, not just to protect our assets, but also to market the band and run the business through and everything. And so we thought it was kind of funny if if our old band, which was the foundation of a lot of us, uh, managed and owned or whatever you want to call it, yeah, um, or distributed our our new band. So the Mailman's Children Inc. is our label technically, but everybody calls it the Mailman Ch- Mailman's Children. So nice.
1: What's where did like? that came from? putting it together and releasing something on your own band's label. Um, is that, I mean, obviously very different to releasing it on a big record label, but you get more control. What's the experience of that? been? Like?
0: The dead accurate. I think, you know, the industry, um, the DIY scene is, is emerging pretty victorious right now. A lot of musicians, not um, a lot of musicians are switching over from trying to attempt to be on a major label to just doing it themselves and doing DIY. And, uh, we consciously made that choice. And once we made the choice, Joe and I who run the business decided we're all in on this, not, not just in terms of the work, but investment and everything, our families, our lives. And uh, it's nothing but exciting to control the business and be able to run it. But on the same token, it's also terrifying. And uh <laughs> you know, whatever yeah. you do is your own fault, right?
1: <laughs> you can't blame anyone else if it all goes wrong. That's right. Yeah. We're
0: we're absolutely loving it <laughs> and we're building contacts and our little label is becoming bigger. Um and we're having a nice. time of our lives doing it. It's a lot of fun.
1: Excellent. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> awesome. Um, so you we got a label. Um, you are also the band manager. Um there's no there's no management. Uh, for the band. So it's one hundred percent in DIY, which is awesome. Um you're out on tour in the, in the in Canada right now. Um, what's that like to to put together and handle logistically?
0: You bet. Well we're doing a couple of pre-shows right away here in, in uh Winnipeg and, and Toronto um and then we're working towards trying to assemble canadian and american shows at the same time which is tricky because of visas Whoa, and all yes. kinds of stuff it's all it's nothing but complicated it's not like visas in europe where it's a little simpler it's uh more of a process in canada and the u.s <laughs> and so when you're indie that's one of the things right there you nailed it on the head that it's a little more difficult and challenging to arrange that so we're trying to work with um booking agents that are that are really good at crossing borders and that's kind of where we're at right now to make sure that we fill up our schedule. So it's ramping up. It's moving.
1: Excellent. Well, I can't wait to hear um, when you can give us the news that you're coming to the UK. Um, I'll be there front and center ready to stage Absolutely. dive uh, and all sorts. But brilliant. Eric, thanks for coming on. We're going to play another track um, off the album called gorgeous girl. What can you tell us about this one?
0: Gorgeous girl. Well, uh, that's a a fun song. We uh, try to make a mix of, fun and a little more dramatic whereas some bands just choose one path we kind of like the eclectic thing and so we always kind of like some songs that are relatable a bit cheeky a bit sarcastic and that's definitely one of them and all of us in the band love women there's no uh there's no knock there or anything but i think <laughs> that we also all know the advantages of being a gorgeous girl and uh, whether we're a man or a woman i think we've all seen those advantages being played to uh, a female's advantage and There's no complaining there because I think men like it and have fun with it. So that's uh, a little bit of the fun side of our band, Gorgeous Girl. That's what the song's about.
1: Excellent. We'll stick it on now. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, Where can we find out more information about Hello Fiasco and follow you guys online?
0: You bet. Well, right now you can listen to us on all major platforms, whether it's Spotify, Apple, Deezer, Tidal, SoundCloud, whatever it is. Um, And also, too, you can definitely follow us on social media. We'd love that. We're uh, at Hello Fiasco on everything, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, the whole deal. And lastly, what's uh, more exciting for people, we decided to be a little more traditional about things. And we have a website built just for the album, which is www.findtheshoreline.com that has liner notes, credits, lyrics, and everything for people um, so that they can really get into the album.
1: So oh, make sure yes. you follow us and have some fun. I love that. That's, that's old school. Brilliant. Yeah. I'll be there. Uh, Cool. Eric, thanks for joining us. We'll see you soon.
0: Thanks for having us on the show, Stuart.
1: Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that chat half as much as I did. Before you go, there are hundreds more great conversations like this one available to listen to anytime for free on the Now You're Talking podcast. It would really do me a huge favour if you gave this podcast a review wherever you're listening to it. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't already and share it with your friends. Oh, and I'd love it if you popped me a follow and a message on social media too. You can find me on every platform you're on, uh, all under the same username at StuPink, S-T-E-W-P-I-N-K. Or you can get in touch on my website, StuartPink.com.